Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. I come from the other community. I'm an Israeli. I'm a Messianic Jew. I don't have a long history in the land. In fact, my family background is from Russia, where my grandparents fled persecution, pogroms. My grandfather was a Russian revolutionary who decided to stay in Russia and fight for the freedom from the Tsar and to see society transformed. He had every opportunity in his life to go to Palestine. In fact, he was involved in early Zionist meetings and met Chaim Weizmann. I have his memoirs. He also, when he was exiled to Siberia three times, wrote about the discussions that the political prisoners had. And he writes a pretty good justification of terrorism. So this is my family background. I was born and raised in the United States, where I had tremendous freedom of choice. And that freedom of choice led me to seek for truth and reality. In fact, from the time I can remember myself, I was always looking for truth, for the reality that somehow I sensed was underneath everything that I saw. So I became a rebellious child of the 1960s, and everything you've ever read about the 1960s, I was there. I did it. I was a part of that whole generation because I was seeking something that was genuine and that was real. And what I saw around me was hypocrisy, materialism, uh, and I wanted something else because I sensed there was something more. And this led me eventually to drop out and live in the woods alone as a hermit, seeking God all the time. And I lived there for a couple of years before Through the design of God, I met my husband. And it was after we had been married, I think about maybe more than a year, and he was working to support us, and he was working in a small uh, packing plant for roofing materials. It was in the uh, wilderness of the Pacific Northwest in the U.S. And the place where he worked was managed by a man who was so unusual that my husband one day went into his office and he said, There's something about you that's different from anyone I've ever seen or met before. And you have to realize this was a right-wing, conservative community that was the establishment that we were certainly trying to get far away from, and we thought they were all hypocritical and we would have nothing to do with them. But this man hired people like my husband, and we were hippies during that period of time. But he reached out to us in love He was kind. He was always showing the love of God. And there was something that was radiating from his life. So my husband said to him, there's something different about you. Tell me what it is. And of course, he was waiting. He was waiting to say, it's Jesus in my life. And this began a process, a process that lasted a number of months when he continued to show love and kindness and he would come and visit us and we lived four miles from the nearest neighbor or passable road, I might say. But he would come down and he would talk to us and he invited us to his home and he invited us to his little church. And it was in this little church where he was an elder and uh, did some lay preaching from time to time 
that we received love and mercy from the people who were there who were so different from us because we were the other. We were the uh, interloper into their community. We were the unwanted ones. We had nothing to do with them. We lived a different lifestyle that they couldn't understand. But this church made up of loggers, of very simple people, received us. And they received us for a number of reasons. The biggest one being that for over a year, in this tiny little church, probably 70 people, there was a women's prayer group. And they'd been praying earnestly for more than a year that there would be revival. And when we walked through the door and we walked right straight down to the front row and sat, because we're always front row sitters, they knew we were the revival. And these two things became foundational for our lives and our walk in God. Prayer, embracing and reaching out and including the other, the one who's so different from you. And it was here that we first heard about Israel from the scriptures. And hearing about Israel through the words of the prophets, from the words of the New Testament, somehow my Jewishness, our Jewishness woke up and it was important. And it was within a few years we immigrated to the land of Israel, and we were raised, you have to understand, on the Christian Zionist narrative, on a dispensational understanding of Scripture. But we had a calling from God, and that calling was to live in the land of Israel and to see the life of Jesus lived out and people coming to faith in Jesus, the building of communities of faith. So when we got to Israel, we were in shock, I have to say. I mean, it was 43 years ago, and things were very, very different. Israel was an underdeveloped country at that point. Uh, there were very few who named the name of Jesus in that land. We lived in the city of Netanya between Tel Aviv and Haifa, it was months before we even got to Jerusalem or we met anyone else other than ourselves who believed in Jesus as Lord. And we quickly discovered that Israel wasn't all Jews. Nor, when we began to meet Christians, we realized there was a living Christian church amongst the Arab peoples living in the north of Israel and in what was then the West Bank. It wasn't called the Palestinian territories at that time. And because we had been accepted and received in love, we understood that those who were different from us, who came from a different background, culture, heritage, and who named the name of Jesus were our brothers and our sisters. We began meeting together. Uh, at this time, I met Salim. Uh, we have been friends since he was 17. And our friendship grows by the year, I have to say. Salim, you've heard his passion. You've heard his narrative, you've heard his love for his people, and I want to tell you tonight that I also love my people. And what I see happening in the land of Israel today grieves me so deeply because I see my people betraying the ethics of the fathers. I see my people walking in darkness. I see my people creating situations in the West Bank of oppression, of, of, of occupation. I see people who are enslaved in lives under occupation, who have no freedom of movement as they go through their own areas, who cannot come into Israel. I see so many things that grieve me, and it makes my heart 
wounded for the sake of my people, for the sake of Israel, for the sake of all of us. The things that are happening in the Middle East, we need to open our ears, we need to open our eyes, we need to expose ourselves to the other narrative, to the sides of the story that we don't really want to hear. We need to stop justifying ourselves. Security justifies everything for us in Israel. But where is justice? It's fallen in the streets. And this is the reality of our land today. And my heart cries out against this. And we see the same thing happening in the body of Christ. Wherever we go, we see those who are so pro-Israel that they're anti-Palestinian. We see those who are so pro-Palestinian that they're anti-Israel. And this is in the community of faith in my land as well. We see division between the Messianic Jews and the Palestinian Christians. Musalacha is founded on the basis of bringing us together because we are one family in God. We belong together. I need my brother. I need my Palestinian brothers and sisters. They have something that I lack. I have something that they lack. We are meant to walk together as one. And we live in a time of incredible spiritual opposition. Anything we try to do in Musalacha is opposed, I have to tell you. I've worked in a lot of different things in my life in the land of Israel, but the things that touch bringing people together meet with such incredible opposition at every level you can imagine. And this is because the enemy of our souls wants to see us divided. He doesn't want the world to see that Jesus came from the Father. The characteristic of the body of Christ is meant to be that we love one another, Love is not some abstract idea out there. Love is something in action. God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son to come and to be amongst us. He came into our world and he identified himself fully, fully God and fully man. He identified, he, was, he, he became the other that we might come to know him, that we might be reconciled to God. And the enemy of our souls wants to keep us separated and divided, whether it's Messianic Jews and Palestinian Christians, whether it is Protestants and Catholics, whether it is Orthodox and Protestant, whatever it is in the community of faith, we belong to one another. You are more my brothers and sisters in my family than my own flesh and blood who do not know Jesus today. I pray for them every day. We are meant to bear witness to the world that Jesus is the way. He came to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom, and that gospel is real and true today and has power. We're meant to live it out, and we're meant to walk the ways of the kingdom. When my husband came to faith and began to read the Bible, he said, the whole Bible for me is the Sermon on the Mount. All I need is Matthew uh, 5, 6, and 7, that's it. Well, I mean, he's come a long way. He's a fine Bible teacher today, and he teaches everything. But there's something there that is the heart of the gospel, that the ways we are meant to walk out our faith in love and mercy and compassion, walking together. And this is what Musalacha does, because we want to bring change to our society. We want the world to see that Jesus came from the Father, that he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life for each and every one of us. But we, more often than not, are obstacles rather than open doors to people to come into the reality of who he is because he's the only one 
who is the Prince of Peace. And if he's not living in our hearts, if he is not first and foremost, we'll continue to see war and difficulties and separation and opposition one to the other. So this is the cry of God's heart, and it's his cry in the land of Israel, and it's why we do what we do. We put ourselves in the place of one another. I've been asked to just sort of point out this book, Through My Enemy's Eyes. But I endeavor to look through the eyes of others and to see as they see. But more than that, I endeavor to see as God sees. And he sees every single human being on the face of the earth as being of infinite value. We're all created in his image and his likeness. When will we begin to walk in these ways? In Israel-Palestine today, we want to look, we are looking for a better future. We are looking for another way to bridge our narratives, to bridge our theologies. We're involved in many things. He is the only hope. And we ask you to join with us in prayer to support the work of God and not the state of Israel or the state of Palestine, but to support the work of God in that land. And he is bringing us together that we might live out the reality and be his witnesses. And if it means unto the shedding of our blood, that's what martyr means. That's what witness means. It means martyrs. And we must be willing not just to walk the way, but to lay down our lives for one another. Thank you. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.